Good morning. I'm back. Right. Let's get clear in. Oh, there we go. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? You're very good, thanks. Good. What have you been up to uh, so far? Where are we Tuesday? How was yesterday? Work. Flat out work. I owe you a um, monthly check-in as well, which I will do. I'm packing for my holidays. I'm hiding it all behind me, all my cases. <laughs> Another one. Amazing. That's what I want to talk about as well, because you've had... I know when we did the last review, you had a lot of holidays and events, weekends coming up to plan for. So I want to go over that because that's a really difficult thing at this time of year to um, kind of find your way around. So where are you going this time? Spain. Lovely. Yeah, Estepona, just for a week. So it's the hangover from COVID, isn't it? I didn't yeah. go two years. We were like, oh, we'll just go to Pembrokeshire and we, you know, just fitted in a few things. And now I'm like every month literally every month going away but you know i love a holiday you know that so me too me too absolutely so um let's go back to the start you started in february was it february yeah yeah and what were the position you were in in feb um i was just kind of in a bit of a rut with eating homeworking you know coming off the back of covid and uh you know like lockdowns and you know everything going kind of virtual and I was just in this cycle of like just snacking like eating healthy meals but just by you know kind of 11 o'clock in the morning I was reaching for a biscuit with my cup of tea you know it's the standard thing you know you know you don't want to be a cliche but ultimately that's what I was you know I was the home working cliche of you know coffee and a biscuit and a this and a that you know and then you know I just remember it being like a revelation to me when you said like have the you know have a biscuit have have a chocolate or whatever but like don't don't do it like first thing in the morning just like revisit the way that the snacks are kind of built into your day and and all the rest of it and I never look back really from that it's just like stuck in my head as like a little mantra and don't get me wrong it's not like I have eaten all of you know the stuff that I enjoy but I just have completely like shifted it around but it was very much that very much that like you know, snack central, you know? Mm -hmm. And like right at the start, one of the first things we talked about was that you had unconditional permission to eat. So any kind of foods were on the table, which was a bit of a flipped mindset for you, wasn't it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we've talked about this loads, haven't we? That idea of like, just thinking that, yeah, I needed to, I've always thought, oh, I've got to be completely like abstinence is the only way. So I either have to just be, you know, eating my way around the world, or I have to completely like get everything kind of, you know, bad or naughty or, you know, sugar filled or whatever out of my house so I can really like stick to a plan. And it was a massive mindset change for me to be able to go, actually, I can have all that stuff. And I can trust myself not to just you know binge on it because of the fact that I could have it it was like a revelation I think you know I think the first time we ever talked um 
and when I, you know, first talked about, you know, kind of working with you with Carrie, you know, um, you know, I think we talked about like the, the Mars ice cream, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And like, you know, I think we talked about cream eggs. I mean, it's, it's just mad, isn't it? Just knowing that like all of that stuff is there and available and, you know, on the table, but, you know, not like, you know, I don't have to be the person who, who binges. And that was like a really important thing for me because in the past I would have kind of completely abstained and then fallen off the wagon but then never got back on you know and it's completely changing that mindset of like I can have it just track it in the you know in the same way as you track all foods and know that it's you know that it's all okay you know yeah and the world's not going to end by having it but because of that because of literally the I can have mindset you then naturally reduced pretty much everything you'd still have those kind of foods but so much less because you could have it it's the complete opposite of what people think if you say i can have it then you're gonna go absolutely nuts and have like five sheer bags of chocolate when it's the opposite you actually have a lot less because you're like oh, i can have that now do i want it now you suddenly have that choice you take the power back of having that choice over food and it it changes everything yeah, hundred percent. And also, it's that that cycle thing. I think for me, to know that I that I had it, or even if I did have, you know, a, kind of a whole grab bag of chocolate or whatever, that it's not then. Oh right, I've ruined it now, and I can never get back like on track again because everything is there. It's like right, okay, well, I'll just track what I had, and then it doesn't feel like that like cycle of kind of falling off the wagon and then trying to get back on trying to go back to sustaining stuff or whatever it's just you know it stops being that like ridiculous cycle and just allows yeah it's that permission isn't it to have whatever I want and I feel completely in control of it I think I said to you like at Easter time you know the kind of Easter egg <laughs> scenario like I never thought I would I could ever be somebody who would you know eat half an easter egg or eat the chocolate bar of an easter egg or whatever without kind of having to eat the whole egg and the and the kind of two chocolate bars or whatever whatever it is but suddenly I was like oh hang on a minute I don't have to do all of that I know and because you you know obviously you're tracking as well you're working out how much stuff is you know how many calories are in what and what what's worth it and all the rest of it and it just yeah again it feels completely freeing you know yeah and yeah like you said when it comes to actually if you have had a day or a weekend or something where you've gone out a couple of times maybe or you're on a weekend away or something and you know it's just a lot of higher calorie foods there's no oh well i'm off plan now what's the point how am i going to get back on the bandwagon how am i how am i going to get back into what i should be doing it's literally accepting it there's nothing wrong with that like that's gonna happen you're gonna have hen weekends where I don't expect you and you shouldn't expect yourself to be sat there like, oh no, I, I won't drink, you know, I'm just, I'm in a calorie deficit, so I'll avoid that. Oh no, I don't want those snacks because, you know, I'm in a calorie deficit. And th what's the point? Enjoy that hen weekend, enjoy the weekend away and you can carry on literally tomorrow. Okay, my life's going to be normal again. I'm going back to work, just eat regular again. There's no like on off. As soon as you have that on off, then it um, makes you feel guilty it makes you overly restrict then right I've got to be really strict today it's Monday I had a really bad weekend so now I'm going to be really strict oh no I'm really hungry now I'm just going to go and binge on my dinner and it just gets you into that cycle and it's it's really unhealthy really yeah 100% and I remember you saying um, you know I think before I was going on 
a hen party and we were like chatting on a on a call and I said something like oh you know obviously I'm gonna eat the food or whatever but you know I'll track it and you were like well yeah you know you're not an athlete you're not trying to get into you know like a bikini modeling competition or something you know and it's just that thing of like you're a normal person life has to be lived and I just that's for me has been like the real and I think I I said it to you before like at the beginning of kind of working with you I was a little bit like oh you know I think I know I understand I understand the premise of of it all I understand you know what you need to do I understand you need to be in a calorie deficit and then you need to exercise and whatever but it's just that mindset I didn't expect for the mindset stuff to be so prevalent and so you know at the the kind of you know um forefront of, of what I would I would be learning do you know what I mean it was just that I think and I think that's the most important thing you know in terms of you know keeping it at the forefront of your mind because if you want it to be sustainable change isn't it something that you can carry on with you know for the rest of your of your life and I'm not saying you know tracking your food and being in a calorie deficit for the rest of your life but just understanding and being that kind of you know having all that knowledge and just that different relationship with food making choices and and feeling not a slave to to it all the time you know absolutely having that control because you want that control over what you're eating for the rest of your life even once you're done with your deficit and you get back up to maintenance you know there might be periods of time that you do want to go back into a deficit but throughout that time you want to be in control you don't want to ever feel feelings of guilt or shame or you know just things like that um around food and I don't think people quite realise how these kind of fad diets and dieting cycles um, can affect that relationship with food. You know, even as we just said, like the, the words, the words that you use, if you're calling foods bad, naughty, cheat days, oh my gosh, you can have a curry on the weekend without it being a cheat day. Because what are you cheating on? As soon as you're yeah. cheating on something, then it's something you're supposed to be sticking to and regimented with. Um, so all of these words have such an effect. It's like, you know, when you're talking to friends and when you're talking at yourself and commenting on things, the words make a massive difference. So, you know, if you're calling things, oh, that's a naughty food or that's a treat food, can't it just be food? Can't we just have an ice cream without it being a cheat and things? And like that mindset switch um, can be really difficult to do on your own. And obviously that's what we've worked on together for the past few months. But it changes everything then you you see food in a totally different way and you can start to nourish your body rather than um you know make it feel worse yeah 100 percent. and and again that was you know the, the kind of main thing when we first started working together like understanding that you weren't gonna ever you know kind of be like that and again i'd spoken to carrie about her experiences of working with you you know before before we met and you know just that idea of like yeah she's not going to tell you to avoid carbs or not eat gluten or you know that there's good carbs and bad carbs or there's you know kind of you know food is fuel like you say and you've got unconditional permission to eat whatever you want and just you know I think as well like tuning into that I you know your kind of hunger cues that's what we talked about a lot as well wasn't it you know thinking about you know not just about making choices for the types of foods you eat but just hearing your body is your body hungry you know and, and and knowing that it's not kind of regimented every day like you know I can't you can't think can you that you know today I'm gonna eat 
you know, oats for breakfast and a salad for lunch and, you know, whatever for dinner. And, and that's going to suit me every single day because, you you know, you're hungrier at different times. You're, you know, less hungry on certain days, obviously, depending on what you train and all of that. And again, like it sounds so simple. I'm a, you know, 40 year old woman, like, but it's, I think so much of that work and that, you know, we've talked about it loads. is just, you know, reminding yourself because we are so bombarded with kind of that, you know that toxic kind of culture of you know in order to do this all you need to do is give up carbs or in order to do this all you need to do is you know reduce your calories to 1200 and you, you while you're just getting those messages so much that it's um you know it goes in subliminally i think as well doesn't it yeah it's all restriction every message that we've been given is restriction um of some sort like really damaging restriction not reduced calories like it has to be extreme, extremely low, 1200. I've done them all. I've literally done them all. I was, I was talking to Mo the other day about the, um, my two weeks on a low carb diet following Joe Wicks's book. And like I was using really high fat foods. So like cooking oils and butter and things like that. Um, but even then I'd have like a salmon and rice or a chicken and potatoes, uh, not potatoes and rice, sorry, veg instead of potatoes and rice at dinner time and I would be starving. I'd finish it, and just high-fat foods with a side of veg would not um, be satiating for me. And I was just like, I've grown up eating, I don't know, meat or fish, veggie option with veg and carbs, a decent portion of carbs. And like, as soon as that stopped, I was just starving after dinner. And I was going to bed hungry all the time. This lasted two weeks. Um, ended up binging on the weekends, and obviously made no progress at all. And I was like, Right, well, that's that then. It's low carb or you make no progress at all. Oh, well, I'll never change. And then when I actually learned about calories and everything, I was like, I don't know about this. Just just reduce my calories a little bit. I, I'm not sure if that's going to do anything, really. You trust that process, which is hard. But then suddenly you're like, hang on a minute, I'm eating carbs and I'm losing body fat. What is this? Magic. I know. It's unbelievable, isn't it? And it is really hard to get out of that mindset you know like obviously at the beginning you know in like you said back in in february or whatever you know you are on that like kind of high of you know kind of oh yeah i'm you know i'm tracking for the first time i'm training i'm you know i'm really in a plan and you kind of ride in the crest of that wave aren't you but i think what's really important is and this is why it's so sustainable because you know you can do anything can't you for four weeks or six weeks yeah you can go low carb you can you know not snack at all you can put in all the you know the veg and not do anything else but it's once real life creeps in isn't it and that has been like the real kicker for me I think even when like kind of my second week of us working together was at half term or something I was in London with the kids and I was just remember doing you like a voice you know a voice clip on like a, a Monday morning you know out for breakfast and just being like I'm still doing it I'm I'm doing it it's, it's, it's all okay <laughs> like yeah like, happening i'm i'm in a restaurant you know and and you know it's, it's still working and you know and just i think as well a massive thing obviously we've talked a lot here about like food but it's just that kind of thing as well of like not being a slave to the scales and just obviously we want to track progress i remember you talking to me about that about you know but there's other ways to track progress it's not just about the the weight on the scales like it's how you know, seeing that progress in the gym and seeing obviously like progress photos, seeing how your clothes fit, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Obviously I've got goals, but you know, there's lots of different ways to, to, you know, progress that. And that's been, you know, 
a, a bit of a revelation as well I would say yeah and that's a, a big one especially once you start lifting um because obviously right at the start whilst we were doing all of this with the food we were also lifting at home and you know you are gonna gain a decent amount of muscle mass the first time you're ever doing this lifting program that's progressive you're doing three sessions a week and you, you're gonna gain muscle mass and sometimes if that scale doesn't budge it will it will make you feel like a failure it will make you feel like nothing's happening what's the point in what i'm doing but by having the measurements the photos monitoring your strength things like that even your clothes if clothes are you know jeans that are too tight all of these kind of things paint that bigger picture of yeah i'm actually progressing really well whereas that scale could just throw and it does throw so many people off yeah 100 percent, and it feels feels disheartening doesn't it as well you know because obviously depending on when you get on the scale or um you know or whatever it's you know it can you know show differences and sometimes you feel like and again especially in the beginning i'd get on the scales and i think oh my god you know it's not going down quick enough and you know this effort but then i was measuring and i was changing body shape and you know feeling better in myself in a different like kind of energy level and you're like all right okay you know just having a light shone on all of those different things makes a huge difference and like you say when you're you know doing the lifting and stuff being able to chart that progress on how heavy you can lift or add in some more weight or or whatever it might be or finding it slightly easier you know me with the flipping press-ups and all that you know just seeing that bit of difference oh that was slightly easier today or I was able to you know to change that up in a different way and yeah it's amazing it makes you it just feels much more holistic and much less kind of again that you know that kind of restriction and being able to do something for x amount of time actually just feels much more sustainable across the piece you know yeah absolutely and tell us a bit about your journey with your lifting so we started all at home um weights at home you had a decent amount of weights to use at home but then after how long was it maybe like six weeks yeah um, we moved then and you braved the gym uh braved lifting in the gym straight off for the first time tell us about that kind of like journey from home to gym yeah, it was a really interesting one again because I thought, you know, yeah. So again, I used to be a member of a gym. Then when we all kind of moved to, you know, being at home, we would train at home, and I always kind of exercise and, you know, and <laughs> the comments are making me laugh. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, being at home you know, we, we had a lot of equipment here, so I was able to do it and, um, you know, and, and happily in, in my kind of gym, you know, doing that stuff. I also didn't really expect to find moving to the gym so difficult because obviously, I, I mean, I didn't find it difficult, but I, I think I went through a lot of, you know, kind of, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a process wasn't it you know I obviously I'd been a member of the gym before and I trained in all sorts of different ways in the gym like my husband you know was always a member with me and we would you know we would lift weights or you know do kind of I wasn't just kind of on the cross trainer or whatever I understood the different elements that the gym could could bring but going and having to go into that like kind of weights area set up the squat rack on my own and do you know flipping hip thrusts and and all the rest of it I found it daunting I did after two years of not being in the gym at all um it was a lot and I was 
you know, kind of scared of specific movements and obviously using the machines and things, I felt fine. But, and then I, it, was, it was like that progression. I made my husband come with me the first time and like show me everything. So I had that bit of a buffer and then um, Carrie and I went together and, you know, just kind of setting up all the, you know, setting up for all the different weights and movements and, and all the rest of it was, you know, a lot, but it, you know, I just stuck at it and did it incrementally. And then suddenly, and it was probably not over a great amount of time, was it maybe four sessions, five sessions or something? I was like, oh, right, okay. I, I Everything in my program now, I'm happy to do and I can do it on my own. And I think the first time I ever did like all the setup by myself, I was like, again, messaging you one, like, going, oh my God, I've done it, I've done it. Um, but yeah, it's a, you know, it's a surprising thing. It's, you know, it, it, it was a lot. It was all felt very brand new. And, you know, I felt a real, you know, really chuffed after every time I did it and made that bit of progress, you know? Yeah, it's like, that's exactly how most women feel in the gym. Like, those feelings are so valid. Like, I felt them, I, most of the lifting gang felt them, um, especially when it comes to things like squats and hip thrusts. That was my barrier back in the day was the squat rack. I, I would look at it and I did some classes and learned to squat in the class. And I was like, I want to do it on that rack, but I don't know how to adjust it. And I could not go up to somebody and ask. I, yeah. There's trainers around, but I would not go up and ask. And so there was this just barrier. I was like, if I had a friend or someone, someone to show me, I know I'd do it and I know I'd enjoy it. But it's just somehow breaking through that barrier of like things as simple as adjusting a machine, not even how to use it. You might know how to squat. You just don't know how to lift and shuffle the um, pins up and down. And that's enough to stop you doing it. So that's like, yeah, it's so, so, so common. Um, and if you've had even less experience in the gym, like maybe never gone in the weights room or never gone to the gym at all, it can be even worse because you've never experienced that environment. Um, you can feel quite judged. I know that's quite common as well. Thinking that everyone's looking at you whilst they're working out when they're a hundred percent looking at themselves and worrying. Um, so for you, what are the things that got you through the barrier? Obviously you just said training with somebody else was massive. Yeah, I think that was huge for me. So, you know, making Rich come with me the first time. And I mean, you know, I told you as well, I'm like, you know, it's been no surprise to, to people who know me, but you know, he's like trying to show me and then I'm going, oh my God, I know, I know, you know, and like feeling like that anxiety, but having him there as a bit of a kind of buffer was really good. And then doing stuff with Carrie, like going at the same time with Carrie was brilliant because again, she was able to go, oh, look, I, you know, I, I've done the hip thrusters before. And actually for me, this kind of box works really well. And, you know, I was like, right, okay, make a note of that. And it might not be, you know, obviously we're different, you know, shapes and sizes, but, you know, it was really useful to just have her go, yeah, that's worked for me. So, right, okay. And then she's like, and I, I put it up against the bench like this. And actually, if you put the bumper plates on, you can do it all down, you know, down on the floor. So you haven't got to lift it off the thing. And I was like, you know, it's an utter sense, but just having someone there to to kind of, do all of that and you immediately just feel kind of bolstered a bit don't you by having someone there and if you make a fool of yourself you've got someone there to kind of laugh at you it was also really good on on form because obviously we've done all of this virtually like obviously I can video myself and send it to you and you can give me tips and obviously you demonstrate everything on video so I felt confident in the movement but actually having someone stood there by the side to go oh actually I think you could probably squat a bit deeper actually if you you know got a wider stance you could do x y and z also 
I think Carrie and I found when we were together in the gym, other women were more open to talking to us as well. So yeah. it felt like, you know, another woman in the in the gym, I think she is a personal trainer herself, actually doesn't work at the gym, but was there training and then was like, oh, girls, if you do this, you could, you know, and, and sort of just giving a little bit of advice as well. And suddenly you're like, right, okay. You know, you can feel that sense, a bit more of a sense of kind of community and other people doing the same sort of thing as you. And also now when I go to the gym and train, I see the other women who are clearly doing lifting programs and, you know, they're in their converse, and, you know, and, and whatever. And it's like, yeah, OK, there's lots of women in the same position as me doing similar kind of programs because it works, doesn't it? And, yeah. you know, and suddenly you spot them and you're like, right, it's not all just muscle men. It's, you know all shapes and sizes, all different ages, all, you know, doing similar kind of work, you know? I totally agree. When I um, trained with Mo not long ago, we went into the changing rooms after and we were chatting and Sarah was there. We were chatting about pull-ups and then other women in the changing rooms just ears perked up and they were like, oh, are you talking about this? And started just like chatted with us. And it was so nice to have like, definitely, if you see other girls in the gym, I don't know, you can start to build that community up and like you'll recognize the same faces or like you said about the converse i remember carrie saying to me when i did the lifting shoes video she was like that's why you were wearing converse in your videos i thought you were trying to look good <laughs> and so like just having somebody to talk to about that and obviously that's what we're trying to create in the lifting gang you and carrie well you started because of carrie because carrie had already done it um and is still doing it and like the two of you already knew each other but getting to know other women in the same position some of the girls have been training together by themselves anyway now and it's really nice to build that community up yeah and I I, I, I didn't you know um I didn't like put as much kind of weight on that as I thought um you know, I didn't think that I would need that. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll join the Facebook, you know, Facebook group. And I'm, I'm not saying like I'm really, really active in there, but just being able to see the posts and see other women and what they're doing and the challenges, you know, or the posting that, oh, yeah, that was really hard today. Or, yeah, I felt really good after I did this. And it resonates so much, doesn't it? And it is really important to have that bit of kind of recognition for what you're doing and, you know, you know, all of that. And, and the opportunity to be able to post a question or, you know, and obviously, you know, I can do all of that directly to you, but just that that kind of community feel is is amazing for kind of sustainability, I think, as well, for keeping going, you know, because like again, as we said, it's about lifestyle and it's about long-term kind of decisions. So, you know, having that community really helps with all of that, I think. Yeah, and like little things, like how if you have had a break, if you've been away on holiday and then really struggled on your first week back, maybe to get to the gym that week you know with a lack of support you could start to stop going and things could you know tumble out of control whereas in that position you see somebody else posts and they say oh I've had a week off I'm going back to the gym today just it changes everything you have that little boost you have that relatability as you said like oh I'm not the only one who's had a bad week or I'm not the only one who's had some time off or whatever it is just having somebody else in the same position yeah I 100% agree um yeah and again that's down to those kind of lifestyle choices isn't it you know going on holiday and then being able to think right okay I've been on holiday I haven't trained I've eaten you know I haven't tracked or whatever and then to come back and go right what do I need to do and it's yeah like you say again a bit of inspiration from other people who are getting back on it but you know what do I need to put in place now to kind of get you know get stuff going again you know 
Yeah. I mean, I know what days I'm going to go in the gym, I think, just having that planned out and when in my day I'm going to go. Um, and obviously, you know, meal prep or just, you know, shopping. So, you know, you've got like food in the, the kind of suits, you know, but um, yeah, that's, I, I think I, after I went on holiday at Easter, I, I got back into it really quickly and I felt really good. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was ill for a week. And, you know, I think, you know, it's that that's been really tough to kind of, you know, get back and, and kind of, you know, get gain momentum again. But again, it's about also being kind to yourself in there. You know what I mean? It's like, don't worry about it. I'm not an athlete. It'll come, you know, yeah. stuff, you know, little things in, in place to make sure I'm getting to the gym and, and just, you know, seeing, seeing how it goes, you know? Yeah. What was the first thing we said after that was, okay, don't expect yourself to do everything right now. You don't need yeah. to get your steps. You don't need to smash your calories. You don't need to hit the protein. You don't need to go to the gym, get that first session in or go for a walk or get your meals planned today. Just do that one thing after whatever's happened. It was illness for you. Do that one thing, start to build that momentum again. It's never going to happen all at once. Um, so having that expectation on yourself just isn't healthy. Um, and, and it works then. Take the pressure off. That works nine times out of 10, you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think that's worked across the board. You know, I think that's what we said when I first started. It was like, obviously, you're telling me about different things, the app, tracking, this, that, and the other. And it's like, but at no point were you like, right, you've got to nail all of that now. It's like, focus on one thing, get on my fitness pal, work out how it works, start tracking your food, then build in other things, then think about steps, then think about protein, you know, and all of that builds in. It was the same then when we transitioned from home workouts to going in the gym. It was that thing of like, right, you know, you're there, tick, you're in the gym. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're there, you turned up, you know, maybe you use a couple of machines, maybe you didn't decide to kind of go on the free weights today, but then the next day, you know, or the, you know, the next time you went, it was something more and something more and it was sort of building up. And I, I really enjoyed, I mean, obviously a little bit of pressure is healthy and, you know, knowing that you've got to put yourself out there a little bit and um, challenge yourself. But I've really appreciated that, like, you know, lack of pressure and lack of kind of, um, you know, you haven't, ruined it because you haven't been you know 100% on it every week since you know since you started kind of thing so yeah and you know same now been ill so building up that all of those little things you know build up to that bigger picture then yeah definitely and literally like you said how many times do I say we're not competing we're not athletes we're really normal people that are very very busy most of the lifting gang for whatever reason very different situations but all extremely busy. Like we don't need that pressure. There's just no need for it. Self-compassion all the way. It actually gets you to those results rather than pressure. Oh my God, explode. No results. Oh my, I'll try again on Monday. Like that's what we need. Take that pressure off. Give yourself some compassion. Acknowledge you're busy, but you can do something. Yeah. And yeah it's that all the way in it and again that's the that's where the sustainability comes isn't it to not be like i'm gonna do this for six weeks and then just go back to how life was before you know yeah and yeah understanding that you this was part of life it's part of you know being with the kids being on holiday being in work you know all of those different things and it's just then becomes that way of life and that's what uh, you know i've re you know it's been the, the biggest change for me i think yeah oh it's been amazing Thank you for joining me. One last question. Um, what's your favourite lift and why? Uh, I have had a love-hate relationship with a hip thruster um, because 
I found it so hard in the beginning to kind of get it right. But I think it's my favourite now because because of that, because it felt like there was such a um, a big a big payoff with it. Do you know what I mean? And I've noticed like a, a big progression. And also, it's not just about being able to lift it, but being able to be brave enough to like set it all up, get it in there. You know, obviously as a faff in it, you know, is, but actually to be able to do it. And also, I always feel, I think I've said this to you before, I get it all set up and I'm about to do it. And I think I'm not gonna be able to do it. I'm not gonna be able to lift it today. I'm just not gonna be, I'm gonna have lost it. I'm just not gonna be able to do it. And then I do it and I'm like, oh my God, I can't do it <laughs> every single time. So I think it's gotta be that because it's been such a, it's been a journey, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked to be fair. That's the last thing that I thought you would have uh, chosen, but I'm chuffed, especially for the reason, the fact that it was such a kind of journey to get to the good spot and now you're there and now you're smashing it. Um, yeah, I love that. Great, great answer. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Glad you Right. <laughs> I will end it because my battery, I think, is going to die oh, on my phone. Um, but thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, pleasure. Nice to talk to I'll you. I'll let you get back to your work. Super, super busy. Yeah. <laughs> thank Thanks, you. Claire. Cheers. Bye. Bye.